Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, I'm Trent Rush. This is Brandon Marsh, the Los Angeles Angels in 66ers baseball. This is Joe Adele here with the Los Angeles Angels. I'm Tori Hunter Jr. You're listening to the All Angels Podcast. Yo, what is up? It is your boy Johnny Mags, joined as always with Dan Garcia. And you're listening to another edition of the All Angels Podcast, this time live from San Manuel Stadium, home of the Inland Empire 66ers, Class A affiliate of your Los Angeles Angels. Dan, we're back uh, for our first podcast of the year here at San Manuel Stadium. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Something we kind of came across last year. Um, we wanted to see a game, but the the game kind of was the same day we wanted to do the podcast and we kind of figured out what we want to do. Um, but again, you know, luckily with us, we have a great relationship with the 66ers and all, and all their people in the front office. So they just, Oh, you, you know, we have an empty press box room. Do you guys want to use it? We're like, well, duh, of course we do. <laughs> so luck, we're lucky enough to, when it's open, they kind of open the door for us and yeah, go ahead, you know, do what you need to do. And so, uh, yeah, we're back here for the first time this year and probably won't be our last. No, it's always cool to do it from the press box watching the guys warm up in a beautiful backdrop of Seminole Stadium, beautiful stadium. If you guys haven't been here before, which you should. If you we'll, guys get to, are, we'll, we'll get to that a little yeah, bit later. And if you guys are in the area, you guys need to come to Seminole Stadium and watch the future Angels. We're already, we've seen through here Griffin Canning last year, you know, guys like that. So um, always uh, find a way to get out here. So, But we have a full show ahead of us. As Daniel mentioned off the air We've done a. It's been a week since we did the podcast, but I feel like we didn't play very many games. But that's because they had two off days in between. Yeah, but the, the Friday and the Monday. Yep. Yeah. So um, we got a full show here for you guys with all our uh, usual segments. But before we get going, I'd like to take a second to introduce our newest friends from SeatGeek. Let them take the confusion out of your ticket buying experience. Instead of shopping dozens of sites to find the best deal, let SeatGeek do the work for you. Their app scans the web for the best deals to, uh, to your favorite game, concerts, and shows and rates them on a scale of 0 to 10 to let you know if you're getting the best bang for your buck. A green dot makes... Uh, green dot means you have a great deal. A yellow dot means an okay deal. And a red dot means a not so good deal. So use promo code ACAA at checkouts. That's ACAA and receive $20 off your first purchase. That's two free beers at the stadium on them. What are you waiting for, guys? That's promo code ACAA for $20 off your first purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event, and we have the tickets. So check out SeatGeek, guys. All right, let's get going into... What we usually do, which is a weekly review that we, you know, we go over every game as best as we can. And 
you know, this was a game that the Angels, it was technically a home game, and it was at Palacio Sultanes de Monterrey in Monterrey, Mexico. Again, like I said, it was a designated home game for the Angels. But unfortunately, it didn't pan out the way the Angels really wanted to, right? No, it, it got off to a really rough start. I mean, when you're looking at Cahill only going three and a third and already giving up six earned runs on three home runs, and that's the thing, the three home runs for a guy coming in, um, you can say his his best thing about him was that he didn't give up the long ball. He kept everything down, and you know if someone was gonna put up runs on him, it was gonna be you know putting hits back to back to back. But uh, for whatever reason this season, it, that hasn't been the deal. He's being up the long ball probably most um, most frequently than any pitcher the Angels have right now. Yeah, and you know what? Stratton came in after him. He didn't fare much better. No, Stratton uh, pitched four innings, gave up seven hits, eight earned runs, three walks, one strikeout. Um, not much you can say other than uh, Houston hit the ball and scored a lot of runs. Yeah, and then too in that ballpark for anyone that watched it, and, and that ballpark is so small. It's, it seemed kind of like um, anything that kind of got up in the air with any kind of distance, it traveled pretty well. Um, they were at elevation too, so that had a little something to do about it too. But um, for the most part, you know, the the, the Astros were able to just kind of put hits, hits, hits back to back and, and take advantage of the long ball. And uh, you saw it in the score when it was 14 to 2. Yeah, it was unfortunately, it was not what the Angels had hoped for. So they tried to bounce back. And again, it was a Sunday, Cinco de Mayo. And again, at Palacio Sultanes de Monterrey in Monterrey, Mexico. Uh, this time, Matt Harvey got the bump, got, you know, was on the bump. Four and two thirds, five hits, five earned runs, one walk, one strikeout. He got pulled only after like 50-something odd pitches, which is kind of strange to me. He left with the bases loaded, so I'm guessing they saw something in his movement that it wasn't great. Um, he gave, uh, he came in, he left with the bases loaded. Cam give, comes in, gives up that grand slam. Um, but then, you know, next batter gets gets him out. So, yeah. Um, and then a lot of people, people are calling head. for his header. God, I know. Cam's been one of the better pitchers out of the bullpen this year, and he gives up one home run, and it's like, oh, my God, let's cut the guy already. But, um I, th- I think it's kind of weird. Cam has had rough season last year, but compared to what he's doing this year, it's you know kind of uh, the complete other side of it. He's been one of the bright spots in the Angels' uh, bullpen and the whole Probably, staff. Yeah. Uh, you know, he's he's came in in some decent, you know, high leverage situations. You wouldn't say he's came in and and uh, to close a game this year or anything like right, that. But he's came perfect. in you don't, and you get don't, out. Yeah, you don't need him to do that. Yeah. I mean, it seems like since they took him out of that kind of high leverage role, he's done really well. Um, you know, it, it just kind of seems some people are. It's either either he's great, he's a closer, you can shut him down, or he's awful, cut him. It's like no. Sometimes you're going to have those relievers that are in the middle where they're going to have good games, they're going to have bad games, but they're somewhere in the middle. And Cam's one of those pitchers. He's in the middle. He's not a he's not a shut down one two three every single time he goes out. But he's also not a guy that's given up. You know three home runs over three innings in three different games. You know, there's going to be times where, yeah, he's going to give up a home run, and you hope that it's not with the bases loaded. But, you know, it's going to happen. He's 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 an in-the-middle guy, and that's what he is, and that's, I think, what the Angels are depending on him to be, and, and he's 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 fit that role. Yeah, he, I I wasn't calling for his head. I think he's doing fine. So in this game, the Angels got ahead early on a leadoff home run by David Fletcher. Then the Astros came back in the second, and they took the lead on a two-run home run by Correa. And then in the bottom half of the second, the Angels regained the lead on a two-run shot by Lucroy. But that's the last lead they would have because yeah. uh, Bregman would hit a grand slam in this game. And then later in the game, Lucroy uh, hit another home run to give him, you know, two home runs in the game. So that was really the only bright spot in this game as the Angels lost 
to the Astros and got swept in his mini two-game set in Monterrey, Mexico, 10-4. So, you know, not what the, Angel, the results the Angels wanted in Mexico. It kind of sucks that they were home games so that those are two games that got taken off the Angels' home schedule. Yeah, and, and we were kind of talking about that you know? last week. Was, yeah. It was kind of weird that it was two Angel home games instead of maybe a one-and-one kind of deal, which um, I think ideally that's what it should have been, but I'm not sure the logistics or anything behind it. But, um, you know, it is what it is. It's over. Astros are really, really good, and if you give them any kind of momentum, this is what kind of happens. But at the same time, you know, Angels were never really in here to compete for the division. I don't think anyone really thought they were going to compete for well, the division. Some people did, I guess. Um, but, you know, it kind of just shows the gap right now from the Astros <laughs> to the Angels that, you know, uh, Astros can struggle a little bit and, and still pull out wins, but when the Angels struggle, it, it can get ugly really quick. Yeah, it's uh, we'll talk about We got some emails coming up. They had an off day on Monday the 6th, and they had a game on Tuesday in Detroit. Uh, Angels won this game 5-2. to two. It was uh, Griffin Canning's second start, but other than that, it was Otani was back in the lineup. Um, he went 0-for in this game, but he did have an RBI. The Angels jumped ahead early uh, to a 3-0 lead in the third. Uh, Canning, Canning pitched good. He pitched 5 in the third, gave up 4 hits, 2 in runs, 1 walk, 7 Ks. Canning got pulled with one out in the sixth inning as the Tigers got to him for two runs. He got pulled after 86 pitches. What would you think of Canning's? Yeah, that's kind of where I thought his pitch count would be or, 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 you know, the 80, high 80s, low 90s kind of deal. When He looked really good early, um, but then kind of like last time. Third time around the lineup. Yeah, last time it was in the fourth inning, so he didn't get out of the – or in the fifth inning, so he didn't get out of the fifth. This time it was in the sixth inning, but it seemed like um, once guys started kind of measuring him up and and a couple balls got hit really hard before he left, and those are the two runs that ended up coming around and scoring. But – Early on, I mean, he looks really good in those early innings. It's just something that you think might have to be just maturity and, and growing into uh, the whole stamina and, and, and uh, keeping his stuff for longer. But right. as of right now, two starts in, it looks really, really good. Right. We got an email regarding uh, Griffin Canning. So we'll get, I'll get, we'll get to Canning, what we think of Canning uh, in total when we get to the email question. But other than that, the Angels got this win 5-2. to two. Hansel, the Undertaker, Robles with the save. So we move on to Wednesday uh, at Detroit. And this one was a tough one. This one, you you kind of would hope that the Angels would be able to sweep a team like Detroit. Ideally, you you want to win every game, but at least, you know, we'll get it. Well, we'll get into it. I don't want to jump ahead, but this was a tough one. Tyler Skaggs went four and two-thirds innings, gave up eight hits on seven earned runs, two walks, four Ks. I mean, tough outing to say the least. Um, one of the few bright spots is uh, the Fletcher leadoff home run. Other than that, this was all Tigers. Yeah, Fletcher and Lucroy both have home runs each. Yeah, um, it seems like with Tyler right now, because he had two really good games before this. Yeah, he did. And, and it seems like you're going to be able to know early on whether he's on or not. Because um, in those other two games where he had a really good, he was he was commanding his curveball. He was yeah, throwing that's his, a, he, that's he was he was throwing his crucial for him his fastball really well. And that, and again, that comes with the curveball. He has curve, yeah, curveball that, control that, yeah. that that makes his fastball that, look that much better. That so, curveball needs to be working for him to have an effective outing. Right, exactly. So it seemed like he he was struggling trying to find it, um, and he and he'll struggle if he doesn't have it. He'll struggle. So it's it's one of those things where um, when he's on and that that curveball is working for him, he's gonna be really hard to beat. But um, kind of like I I don't want to say a lot of people on the team, but when when they're on, they look really good. But when they're off, it's there's not a whole lot of in between. It's either they're 100 percent on or 100 percent off. So I think it's one bad outing for Tyler. But again, he had two really good outings 
the times before that. So you kind of hope that whatever mechanically wasn't working that day that he's able to work through it and next time through the rotation he can um, um, go back to what he was last start where he pitched, I think, what, seven, uh, close to seven innings mm-hmm. and, and had a really good outing. What I like about Tyler, even when he struggles, you can tell that he's frustrated, and that's something that you want to see. You want to be able to see the guy show some emotion and say, you know what, he's frustrated with the way he's pitching today. He wants to make that. You can tell that he, he you know, really feels bad for not showing up and not being able to do more. But, um, you know, no, undoubtedly, in, in my mind, he'll be able to bounce back. Um, so on Thursday, which was yesterday, we're recording today Friday as the Angels are playing the Baltimore Orioles, as we're recording right now. They played last night in Detroit. It was a like early morning game. They got delayed to about an hour and a half. Yeah, like an hour, hour and a half for, of uh, for rain. Yeah, and this was an opener game. I like to call them the, the opener game. Uh, yeah. Luke Bard took the bump. He pitched one inning, got out of some trouble, gave up two hits, was able to leave the inning without uh, any runs scoring. And then Pena took the bump. He went seven innings, only allowing three hits on seven strikeouts. Probably the best outing of the season for Felix Pena. Right, I mean, and he yeah, he looked good, and we kind of talked about it last time where his batting average of, of players before fifty pitches is like one point or point one twenty something, and then after fifty pitches, it it, it jumps up to like in the three hundreds. But I don't know if you saw the story, but I guess someone asked him what the difference was between this and probably the the past um, follows. I guess you want to call it. Um, he said because he, he actually ate between innings this time. Eight between innings. Yeah, he. I guess he wouldn't eat between innings. I guess he's had some snacks, and so he would go into the clubhouse when they're up to bat and when need be, get something to eat, and I guess that helped him keep his energy up and keep his, you know, all his mechanics going and stuff like that. So They better get some snacks in yeah, there. Yeah, so, I mean, if it's that simple of a remedy, then hopefully this is something that they can get Shoot. from Pena every time with seven innings, three, three hits, seven Ks, because he's always had the strikeout potential, and you saw that even um, – when some of the uh, uh, outings he had only went maybe like you know four or five innings, but um, if he can get stretched out to seven innings with or without an opener, that'd be awesome. And if it all it took was like a peanut butter and jelly sandwich yeah. to get it, or a couple of granola bars, then I'm, that that seems that seems easy enough. So. I'm down to contribute some uncrustables and some yeah. orange slices. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> man, we'll see how that goes. His next start. So if it was something that simple, I think. Uh, I want to say Maria Torres on Twitter, LA Times, had that story. And I just thought, like, wow, it was something That's so simple. Funny. Like, yeah. oh, okay, so, you know, the fifth inning and, and I'm getting a little hungry. They're <laughs> up the bat. I'm going to go down to the clubhouse real quick and, and grab that peanut butter sandwich or peanut butter jelly sandwich out of my bag real quick or something like that. So uh, that's something to kind of keep a look on. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, if he can get that, that that's only going to help the Angels can, uh, with the opener and everything. Can Osmus or, or Doug White during a, a, um, a meeting on the mound, can they take – Right, yeah, little. you're just a little bit like that Snickers commercial. Yeah. You're, not, you're not yourself hey, yeah, when you're yeah, hungry. Yeah, yeah. So here, you, you give him a, a Snickers while he's out there, and the next thing you know, he strikes out the next three guys. Yeah, that's funny. I like that. So other than, I mean, it was all angels. Everyone in the lineup had a hit, including Otani's first hit of the season. Yeah, he good to first, see him off the Schneider. Yeah, he got, he got two hits that game. Um, so, yeah, it's great to see him make contact. And, and on the very first game of the series, the seventh, where he went over four, he had a really good that um, one he smoked down the, the third, the third baseline. and the third baseman almost yeah. looked like reached back for it. So, yeah, it was behind him already. So I mean, he's been making good contact throughout the series. It was just nice to see it finally find um, some open space, and he got two hits. You got um, Lastella still being yeah. Lastella and getting two home runs. That's two something runs you don't see every day. I Tommy mean, Boom Boom Lastella. Yeah, it almost seems like when he does hit home runs, it's two. Yeah. So um, that's a great addition to the lineup. He's I mean, got nine home runs on already. I was, I was about to say, it's already more production, I would think, 
you thought he was going to have already in the first you know month and a half of the you season. You got to remember, like the first like four weeks, everyone was cut La Stella. This guy's a bomb, right? Right after the team in RBIs, right, right, the team yeah, right, right after right after uh, spring training when everyone's struggling, everyone to cut him. So yeah, yeah. so. Um, so that's a great opportunity, but that wasn't the I guess the big home run of the of the day. You mean Calhoun's home run? I mean that was cool too, but <laughs> that wasn't the only thing. This one's out to deep left field, and that is long gone. Big fly for Albert Pujols, career RBI number two thousand. What a moment for Albert Pujols! Six hundred thirty ninth home run results in RBI number two thousand. In his career, it is the third player in the history of the game since it became officially kept back in 1920. And like Victor said, as he heard there with that home run, Albert Pujols get to, gets to 2,000. He's only the third player in Major League history to get to 2,000. The other two, of course, are Hank Aaron and Alex Rodriguez. Pretty pretty great accomplishment. Yeah, and it's kind of funny, though, because he hit a home run um, on that, what was it, that Saturday where they were in uh, Mexico, Mexico, and he didn't have a hit until this so yeah it was good to finally kind of get it off and maybe that makes everyone a little bit more relaxed um you know i don't know if people were trying to press trying to get on base ahead of him so he can get the uh get the the rbi but at the same time it, it, when in doubt just do it yourself i guess so um comes on a solo shot um here's a little controversy i get i don't know if you want to call it controversy but another little uh uh topic that came from the game was the fan the fan that caught it i guess he didn't want to give it up he didn't um feel the need to give it up he just was perfectly content with holding on to it um the local fox sports station actually um caught up with him um you know during the game after the cop ball and this is what he had to say i got a brother who's a huge cardinals fan so uh, i might give him the best christmas present ever yeah and i, I know the people if i know here are offering you a trade for the ball already and you said uh let me think about it who else wants to meet me apparently and like talk about it <laughs> i don't know I don't care. what do you think you, i don't know i just came here for a beer and a game <laughs> might you hold the, hold the ball ransom now that you know it has a little value attached that's great Ransom, that's strong, but yeah, maybe, yeah, something like that, yeah. The ushers had a hard sell kind of thing, and that got shut down pretty quick. I don't care about money, I'm just folklore, man, I love it. So there you have it. I mean, a lot of people are kind of giving him grief uh, about, like, why didn't he take a Pujols bat or signed, or I guess the Angels offered a Trout and Pujols autographs, but when the dude's not, uh, to me, it seems like he came off not as a big baseball fan, so especially not an Angels fan, so to him, he... Really doesn't care about a Pujols trout um, autograph uh, like we would. So why not just keep the ball? It's his ball to keep, whatever. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and like you said, he's a law, law school student, so I don't think he's hard off for money. Either. Right. And so you know, he you, you heard it in the in the soundbite. He's like, oh, I just came here for you know a beer and a game. So obviously, yeah, he, I think he's one of those casual guys that just kind of go to the game. I mean, if you've been to any kind of baseball game, angel game, or you know whatever, you've seen the guys or the people, the group of people that are there, and they don't know who's playing, they don't know who's up to bat or who's pitching. They're there to hang out with their buddies and, and, yeah. and have a couple of beers and just kind of chill. And so I'm sure that's He's kind of one him. of those guys. I'm sure that was him. And, yeah. and there's other people saying, well, well, he's a dummy because he didn't get authenticated because now if he wants to sell it, he can't. Oh, he can, but he's not going to get nowhere near. He, I don't, he said I don't it wasn't about the money. money. And then yeah. even too, I heard, I heard rumors that they weren't going to authenticate it unless he gave it to the angels. Huh. 
And that wouldn't have been the first time either because I remember when Pujols hit, what was it, his 600 in Anaheim mm-hmm. home run? I heard the same thing where if they didn't give – if the guy didn't give uh, the ball to the Angels, which he did, um, they weren't going to authenticate it because I think they have the same right as anybody, like whether they, they can, you know, authenticate it or not. So, hmm. um, Interesting. you know, if you're not like, – like I was talking with my wife, I was like, well, we have a bunch of signed balls from different players, you know, whether it's – um, you know, Salmon, whether it's, you know, um, Benji Molina or, or you know, Brandon Marsh. We, none of these are, are – Yeah, are, no, no, they're, none are mine either. Yeah, are authenticated. So if we want to sell them, we, you know, we're kind of SOL. But uh, if if it's not – I told him, like, that's not important to us. We want him just to have them. So yeah, maybe it's the same, same thing, thing for him. Me. Yeah, same thing he, with He me. just wants to have it to have it. And if that's what he wants, and that's cool. I mean, I don't – people were killing him. On, and that's why – Yeah, it's People whatever. were killing him on, on social media. I was like, dude, you know – you realize what he's what he probably really wants is just to be like that. Just attention. The Instagram, the, the Twitter famous. Yeah, and that's yeah, what yeah. everyone's doing right now by posting his, this is the fan that didn't do this. What an and, idiot. He's right. It's like, dude, yeah. it's like, all right, cool, dude. Guess who? You yeah. know, he's there for his 15 minutes of fame, and everyone's kind of giving it to him. So, yeah. Um, you know, so there's that. But, yeah, that was kind of interesting to see how that fan was going to be, uh, I guess, you know, talked to or talked about in, in the next coming days. But, yeah, and like you were talking about, you know, with the whole authentica- authentication, authentication, whatever. Yeah, that works. Um, stuff getting authenticated. Um, yeah, to me, I all my memorabilia. I mean, all my autographs. Uh, I have a few that were authenticated because uh, I went to the uh, 2010 All Star Fan Fest, and they had the the person there, and right. everything you got autographed, you could they could cost like five dollars. So I took a bunch of my Halo magazines, and I had Wally Joyner sign a bunch of them, and I had it authenticated because it was only like five bucks each one. But like all my boss from spring training and like hookups that I would get from Luis Valbuena and all that stuff, like. All these balls in my Mike Trout signed jersey that I got, and it's not authenticated, but I don't care because I'm I never plan on selling it anyway. You know, it's something that I'm going to keep forever. Yeah, and, and that's the same thing with me. Like all of my signed stuff isn't authenticated. The only thing I have that's authenticated is a spring training jersey from Brandon Marsh that I got this season, and that was kind of like pre-authenticated when I bought it. Yeah, so it, it wasn't like it. yeah, so it wasn't like I went out of my way to go. Hey, can you do this for me? Right. It, it, when I bought it, the sticker was already on there, and then like same with anyone that's ever done um, authentication. You know, you can plug in the little serial number that's on the sticker, and it'll show you exactly what what it was used for, who it was used by, and like in what game. So um, that's pretty cool. But like I said, that was if, if that jersey didn't have that. I know who wore it, so it wasn't going to matter to me either way. So right, exactly. So. All right, well, that wraps up the week in Angels baseball. The Angels uh, dropped three and one, two in this little mini road trip, I guess. They're still on well, the road. Well, they're still on the road trip, yeah. they're, yeah. they're like, like you were saying earlier, they're in Baltimore right now for the weekend, and then they're Minnesota. in Minnesota, and then they're finally back home a week from today. So yeah. um, it's a really long road trip. I know technically the Monterey games were home games, but mm. when you look at it, travel wise nothing nothing home about it so um they've been on the road for quite a bit and by the time you know we do the podcast next week um it's gonna be like a whole almost two weeks i think since they they, they've been at the angel stadium so Mm -hmm. so usually after the week in review we do the news and there is some news that came out and angels as far as transactions and stuff like that but we'll get into that because we do have an email regarding transactions but any news that we got going on for this week daniel yeah so last week if you guys listened to us last week we kind of um teased i guess the next time you would be able to see the rally bus so um you know we we, like we kind of mentioned earlier we have a great relationship with the Inland empire 66ers 
they reached out to us and and asked us if we'd be interested in having like another Halo Haven Day here at at uh, Sam and Well Stadium like we did last year. And I think last year you were there was was a really good turnout for us and for the 66ers. So yeah, it was cool. Um, so we're gonna be back again May 25th. So that's the Saturday before Memorial Day. If you're in town, um, come check out the Angels. Um, you know, so we'll be here, but that's not the only thing going on uh, that day. So I, I caught up with a person from the 66ers, and this is what's going on. As you just heard, the 66ers are inviting Halo Haven back on May 25th for another Halo Haven day. The bus is going to be there. We hope to see all our fans there. But that's not the only thing going on that day. I'm with Anna Forsman from the 66ers. What else is going on? Well, um, it's one of our biggest giveaway nights. We are having a Mike Trout bobblehead giveaway, so that's always a a fan favorite and a crowd pleaser. Um, so if you want to get that bobblehead, make sure you come early because there will be a very long line. Um, the first 1,500 people that walk in through our gates do get one. Um, on top of that, we are also transforming into the California burritos. We just released this yesterday. Um, so basically what that entails is we're going to have a special hat, special jersey that all says California burritos because that is a very, um, very unique food option that we have here in the Inland Empire in Southern California that not everybody knows about in the United States. Um, so with that night, we're going to pay some homage to the California burrito itself. Uh, we'll be having stands for people to get California burritos, and we'll also have some more fun that deals with burritos. So make sure you come out to get the bobblehead and stay for the burritos. And gates open at what time? Gates will be open at 5 o'clock for general public. Awesome. Thank you very much. And there you have it. So May 25th, Halo Haven Night at San Manuel Stadium. You got the California burritos. California burritos. You have a Mike Trout bobblehead. Mike Trout bobblehead. So, I mean, if again, if you're in town and you're not doing anything, that's a great night to come. Memorial Day weekend. Memorial Day weekend. So, um, again, we'll be out here. We'll be out here. We'll be here when the gates open. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, come by, say hi. Go through the rally bus. We'll be posting more of this stuff. I'm on, sure we'll on, be uh, on the same side, right? I'm assuming. Yeah, they, they said side. they said we'll probably be on the first base side, pending. Um, they're trying to get some more vendors out here, some uh, um, Mexican food vendors out here. So we might be on the third base side, hey, depending. But whatever. We'll, whatever we'll, we'll move us. around. We'll let you know. But again. How about we put the bus on the hill out there? I know, right? Well, maybe we could talk them into putting us on the lawn <laughs> so we can see the game as the – as the as the as the day goes, yeah. and talk to Chris about that. And hey, and if a ball goes through the window, kind of wear it like a badge of honor. Exactly. And be like, hey, we got this window busted out from the <laughs> game, and so um, you know, hopefully, hopefully, we'll be able to see a lot of you guys out there because um, it's going to be a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun last time, um, you know. So check it out, Mike Trout bobblehead, California burrito, um, and if you look at their 66ers. Uh, any of their social media that's all over the place and they're showing it and the calf the burrito looks like the state of california reminds yeah, me of the old school cool. logo yeah angels logo so um that's definitely really a lot of fun if you guys are again in town and you guys want to check out a baseball game exactly all right so we're going to take a word from our sponsors but before we do that i want to talk about our most recent sponsor here for the all angels podcast and the armchair media network and you know it's from my bookie and since i've started we started this show I get asked all sorts of questions about who to bet on and who to bet with. And I don't always know who's going to win, but I do know where to go. And my answer is my bookie. Between our live in-game betting, endless props, and fantasy sports wagers, there's nothing. Uh, there's something for everyone. With the best player perks for the, in the sports book business, they've got the goods, and they'll be good to you. They're hooking up our listeners all month. 
So visit mybookie.ag, that's mybookie.ag, and use a promo code ANGELS. That's promo code ANGELS when creating your account, and you claim your 50% off bonus. Laying down 100 bucks, you've now got an extra 50 in play. That's mybookie.ag, M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E.ag, promo code ANGELS. Yeah, you play, you win, and you get paid. Hey, what's up? Johnny Catfish here, ambassador for Groom Goon Beard and Body Care. Are you tired of your beard feeling rough and not so fresh? Do yourself a favor and do what I did and check out www.groomgoon.com. Groom Goon carries a variety of beard oils and beard and body soaps that will leave your beard feeling soft and smelling great all day long. Don't just take my word for it. Go check it out for yourself. Again, that's www.groomgoon.com. And at checkout, use discount code CATFISHTHEGOON, all one word, CATFISHTHEGOON, and receive 15% off your purchase. Why choose Groom Goon? Well, because your beard deserves it. Hook Vicious. Listen to my show, The Punk Corner, on KJ Epic Radio, every Thursday from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. And we are back again. We want to thank our sponsors, Groom Goon. Um, who else we got? Why am I zoning out here? Groom Goon. Uh, it's only like we've been KJ, doing this forever. I, I mean, KJ Epic, like yeah, KJ Epic Radio. Or that's KJ Epic Radio, and of course, my bookie and Seat Geek, and of course, like uh, we mentioned before, we went on the uh, on our commercial break here. We're part of the Armchair Media Network of podcasts. That's Armchair Media Network. If you guys want to follow at Armchair Angels on Instagram, they're kind of like our what, like our brother, our uh, sister, sister side, sister yeah, side. something like that, yeah, yeah. So follow them and their. Um, it's Armchair Angels is their uh, Twitter handle. So go ahead and give them a follow. Check it out. Yeah, exactly. So let's get into our e- – or no, let's get into our poll questions for the week. Daniel, what was the poll question for this week? Yeah, so, you know, Andrew Haney's on his way back. Is on his uh, – you know, he, he threw, I think, uh, what, spring training, extended spring training game. Um, from all accounts, it went really well. So he's working his way back. Um, so the poll question this week, again, every Monday there's a poll question on our Twitter, Halo underscore Haven. Um, you know, this week's poll question was simple. It was, when Andrew Haney comes back, whose spot in the rotation should he take? Um, your options were Trevor uh, Trevor Cahill, Matt Harvey, Felix Pena, and then other. Um, Trevor Cahill, 58%. Ooh. So kind of a big majority. 14% with Matt Harvey, 17% with Felix Pena, and then 11% was uh, other. Um so, I understand that, and kind of what we were talking about earlier, especially in that um, Monterey game. He is pitching right now um, in Baltimore, so we'll see how that goes. But he has been struggling, and kind of something like we said, the long balls. But what um, the Angels brought him in because he didn't give up, and now he's giving it up a ton. So, um, you know, it, yeah. it's it, it's kind of yeah. hard, but there's going to have to be some kind of, I guess, give and take. There's someone's going to have to be sent down or, or moved to the bullpen and with the start or the uh, outing Pena just had um, you know it, it, he looks really good right now and if it's something as simple like we said of him just eating in between innings then 
you don't see that going away anytime soon. So right. there's a lot of time left, obviously, and someone can get yeah, hot, someone good. can get hurt. There's yeah. a lot of things that can happen. But as of right now, I would probably agree and say uh, Cahill. I was going to say that. I said, you know, Heaney, still, we still got a little bit more time, a couple more stars before Heaney even, even comes back. So um, we'll see how Pena does again. Uh, Pena, like we've mentioned, after a certain amount, he's done. And then Cahill, you, you kind of feel like with two outs, he kind of gives up runs here and there and a long ball. So you, you got to pick your poison. Me, wow, that's a tough one. I think I lean towards uh, Pena just because I think Cahill's experience. We know what Cahill can do if he gets on the right track. I feel like a lot of pitchers, you know, they hit like a, I don't want to say a plateau, but they hit a wall at some point during the season where, you know, they're still trying to figure it out. And a lot of a lot of pitchers become second-half pitchers, and that's what Cahill did last year for Oakland. He came in and had a very good second half of the season and had the same exact mirrored numbers as, what was the name of the guy? Yovaldi. Right, yeah, His numbers yeah. were exactly the same as Yovaldi in the second half of the season. So if uh, Cahill can repeat what he did last year and, and, and kind of hover – himself around 500 here uh with the angels until the, the second half of the season starts and we can get that out of him then i think um i think uh cahill's experience uh proves to me a little bit better than felix pena yeah i mean again there's there's some time left before uh haney comes so like i said someone could be hurt someone could um you know someone could be struggling at the time but if I had to pick right now, I think Cahill just because you can't you can't afford to give up these many home runs, you know. So um, you know we'll see what happens, but um, you know Andrew Haney should be back hopefully soon. But um, yeah, so that was a poll question again. If if you are interested in voting and you want to see what it is, every Monday morning I'll post something on our Insta- on our <coughs> Twitter, uh, Halo underscore Haven, and then we'll talk about there when the next podcast will be and everything like that. So. Um, Follow us on Twitter. Um, set a notification if you want. But, yeah, definitely check it out because we do one. We try to do one every Monday morning, Monday afternoon for that week's pod, uh, pod, uh, podcast. Yeah, before we get into the uh, emails, we had a, we've been doing a bracket every yeah. week. Uh-huh. This one was interesting to me because, you know, um, you, have a, you have a lot of different, I think, I, I here's here's my thing on the bracket. I love the bracket. Uh, it's a social media bracket, right, and yep. and if you if you're on social media, I want to say you're between the ages of like fifty and eighteen. So, um, I feel like the older fans who would vote for maybe a Gary Pettis or Devon White. Didn't they, see it. They don't know how to work Instagram right. is what you're saying? Yeah, <laughs> unfortunately. Yeah. Like my dad, he would have voted for probably Gary Pettis. And my mom would have voted and they're not on they're not on Instagram or anything like that. But it was cool to see that there was people who did vote for these people. And it, I mean, there was a lot of landslide victories. But right, our, I, and that's and that kind of, well. And our bracket was for best angel outfielder name, not named name, Vladimir Guerrero or Mike Because we felt like Trump. it was going to be a landslide that yeah. way. Um I was surprised. like the first round. I kind of knew what the land, landslides yeah, yeah, yeah. would be, and yeah. I kind of expected it. But we needed eight names. That Edmonds and Erstad one was kind of surprising. Yeah, to me see, the Edmonds and Erstad was the first the first round one that I was kind of like, oh, I'm not sure how this is going to go. But after that, like even the final one where I thought where Salmon ended up being it was Salmon and, and um, GA in the final, mm. and even then I thought that was going to be close, and it actually wasn't really close at all. And I was 
surprised about that. Like, so was I. So like the, the first like couple hours you see and you kind of see the <laughs> it was the voting close going one first. way or the other, yeah, but yeah. then. You know, you kind of go to sleep and you wake up and see it the next day, yeah. and you realize, wow, it's way shifted over. And, yeah. and and for those two players to be, you know, loved by Angel fans, for it to be that one sided, and and I I and I have a feeling it was a, it was a lot based on who their favorite player was because looking doing the research for it. Oh, and, Garrett Anderson. Anderson, he yeah. has. He's number one. If, if other the, than home runs, and I about right. to say yeah, other than home runs, but it's like if it's not Trout in an offensive. Um, uh, an offensive category career wise, yeah. it's yeah. it's Anderson, yeah, yeah, or like you said, home runs when it's when for Salmon, but everything else is like RBIs, runs, right, total bases, right. doubles. It's it's like it's, it was crazy. So, you know, I understand people have the the they love Salmon, and he's still kind of <laughs> in that public eye, working for Fox Sports West and everything like that. So he's more um, available, I guess, for fans. I think they voted strictly on just. Just because he was an angel his whole career, stuff like that. I don't like. You're right. I think they voted because that's their favorite player and didn't really look at numbers, which is fine. I'm not trying to say Tim Salmon's my favorite baseball player ever, so of course I voted for Tim Salmon. Yeah, but exactly. Garrett Anderson is is wow. I mean, you look at the numbers as an angel, and and he surpassed. He either surpassed Salmon or Brian Downing on a lot of those numbers, and he he stands as number one on a lot of offensive categories, and he was a, a consummate professional. So, I mean, like you said, I, I a little shocked that it wasn't a little bit closer, you know. Yeah, I, I voted for Edmonds. I, I guess if you voted for for Salmon, so we kind of yeah canceled each other out. But right. yeah, I was I was surprised it wasn't that close. I was expecting it to be like one of those. Um, back when we did the Cal- the Angel logos, there was one I forgot what, which one what matchup it was. It was like a forty nine fifty one percent. I think thinking, it was a little A against the. the and and the I'm, thinking to my, I'm thinking myself the whole time. I'm like, crap! I didn't think of like a tiebreaker. Like, okay, if it's a tiebreaker, who's who's do I put it out there again and then try to figure it out? But it was I never had that fear going into this one for any of the any of the matchups at all. So that was kind of crazy. Um, you know, again, we're, we're trying to do this a little bit more. Um, if you guys have any ideas, go ahead and shoot them our way, yeah, whether it so, be on Instagram or on allangelspodcast at gmail.com. Yeah, so, you know, whether it's bobbleheads or, or players at different positions or um, we did logos, we did minor league logos, um, you know, just something to kind of keep the week going because, you know, especially on some of those days where the angels don't play, it gets kind of boring and stuff like that. So at least it's something to look out for and, and we'll do – I'm not gonna say every week because sometimes it's a lot of work behind it, but yeah. um, you know maybe once every couple of weeks, every you know two and a half weeks or something like that. But definitely um, follow us on Instagram because everything is gonna be posted on our Instagram story. So again, it's same thing as Twitter, Halo underscore Haven. Um, follow us there. Um, you get in contact with us there. Any kind of information about where we're gonna be and you know um, where the rally bus is gonna be. That will probably be the if it's not if we don't talk about it here, the first place we'll post or anything about it will be on our Instagram. So you definitely want to keep a lookout for that about anything that's going on. But yeah, so that was a lot of fun. Um, again, we'll probably do another one within the next you know week and a half, two weeks and stuff like that. So yeah, we'll for see, sure. We'll see how that goes. So let's get into our emails. And this email is from Rob Lastings, and it kind of has to do with the news segment that we kind of do. Hey, guys, what do you guys think about the moves the Angels made? Was anybody surprised that Borges was sent away? LOL. Sad but true. I think today he officially got he his officially, unconditional release. Yeah, I think so. Going from the Mexico game on the on the fifth, they had an off day on the sixth, and then the seventh was their first game in Detroit. Um, before the game on the seventh, they made some roster moves. So they activated Shohei. Obviously, they activated Cozart. They activated Allen. 
So to you know the counter the 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 moves on the other side was that they DFA'd um, Borges and Stratton. Now Borges, I guess they both cleared waivers. I'm guessing Borges got his outright release today. Stratton, I don't know if he is going to get put down AAA if they're going to release him in, in, entirely right mm-hmm. now. That has not come out yet, so I'm not sure about that. And then they just sent uh, Luis Renfingo uh, to AAA. They used one of his options to send him down. Yeah. So um, you definitely can expect to see him back up. Um, you know, sooner probably rather than later, but um, yeah, the Borges and the Strand thing wasn't a big wasn't a big shock, especially no. f- the way that um, Goodwin was producing. The only the only time I was kind of surprised by it was the timing of it because, yeah, Fletcher can play left field, but he's not your like when when you look at the Angels roster right now, you're not going to say, oh, they have four outfielders. You're going to say they have three outfielders and like eh, a guy that can play, but I wouldn't say he's an outfielder. So right. I was surprised. I was expecting that move especially when, the way when Upton come back when the way, came back the way Goodwin plays defense too it's he's not the best defensive outfit oh yeah and 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 Borges was fitting in there perfectly fine as being that def, the defensive he, substitution he, in the eighth ninth he was inning. like yeah. Alex Ochoa to Tim Salmon in 2002 oh yeah exactly so I, that's why I was more surprised about it happening now and now I thought that move was coming when Upton was coming back right because like I said now that you look at it you have three legit outfielders that's it and then Fletcher that can play outfield, but it's not. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't call him an outfielder. Like, right. you know, if you if you look at his stats, you look at his position, you're, you're not going to see an OF by his right. by his name. It's still going to be second base so, or infield. But right. so that was a little interesting. I, I'm not surprised it did it happened, but I'm surprised yeah. when it did happen more than anything else. So. Definitely not surprised. Unfortunately for Borges, man. So the bobble did your bob that the bobblehead get moved back down to the? Oh, that's right. So you get, since you got officially released, there is a shelf of bobbleheads of current Angels on the team. <laughs> Um, I have not been home since this news broke. Uh, my wife, more so than anybody's, going to be really disappointed. So I might give her a couple of days to grief. Right. And then move the bobblehead from the active team do, back down to, to the, the bottom. To the, to the unactive team where you have, like, other. Do me a favor. Go on Instagram when, when, when your wife moves the bobblehead and play that sad thing that you know that sad oh, filter, like the filter with the yeah. leaves that fall yeah so record it and record yeah. her doing it and post it on yeah we might have to <laughs> that might come like monday or something like that because we're busy for mother's day weekend but uh, yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to break the news to her i'm sure she already knows but i'm gonna have to break the news to her that you know he's no longer with the angels i mean he he, he was he and honestly when he a great well, spring training when, yeah he did and that was that was the surprise that everything where Everyone was saying, why do we need this Goodwin guy? Who's this Goodwin guy? Boris oh, had man. a great spring training. He could fill in. And then it just shows that spring training doesn't mean crap. Like, it yeah. really doesn't. I mean, it'll earn your spot on the team. But you, once you get but there, it you got to produce. It. I mean, yeah, great. You'll, you you'll be the starter on the first, like, three or four games. But after that, right. if someone who had a crappy spring training all of a sudden turns it on, you're going to be replaced. And it just shows it real quick. But, um, yeah, a lot of fans are happy to see him back. Obviously, a lot of good memories about his first stint as an angel. Um, you know, but obviously offensively he was never able to put it together. Defensively, he's really, really yeah, good. He's fast. But but offensively he was never able to put more it, of it uh more uh together than you know You know, Facebook memories pop up and a Facebook memory popped up from when Borges was a rookie and I said, God, this Borges guy is su- this Borges guy sucks already. They need to call up Mike Trout. I saw that you posted that a couple of days ago. Yeah, yeah and then my buddy goes, Yeah, Mike Trout's better and quicker and better and he's he hit for more power. I'm like, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And I uh, tagged my buddy, and then I'm like, did we call it or did we call it? So, um, all right, let's move on to Lamar Washington's email. And he said, yo, what's good, fellas? 
Man, I am digging Canning. What did you like most about his last start, and what do you guys want to see him improve on? As far as what I liked about his last start was just the, the way he commands himself on the mound. I think he has a presence about him that's far beyond his uh, age. I feel like he's a mature 22-year-old or however old he is, 24 or whatever. Really mature. He, he looks poised out there, and that that's crucial because if you're nervous or not poised out there, it shows on your body language. It can affect the way you pitch. You know, uh, I used to be a pitcher. Uh, I know how it feels to be stressed. So to to be loose and and not so you know nervous does wonder. So when a guy like Griffin Canning can show poise like that, getting major league batters out, it's a great thing. As far as what he can improve on, just on his pitch count, just maturing, just just you know, it's they, he'll start throwing more and more and more, and he'll be able to get his pitch count higher. But that's come that comes with him just getting more reps. Yeah, I kind of agree with you. You know. Obviously, the strikeouts are high, and you like that. Um, he went a little bit longer than he did last start, and hopefully next time out he goes a little bit longer again. Um, what I'm interested in seeing now um, isn't necessarily something that – I guess it will be something that he can do, but um, he's a new pitcher. There's not really a book at him. There's no scouting report really on him. Like, yeah, you saw him in in, in, in AAA and all through the minors, but um, now that these major league hitters are actually able to see him directly, now they can make adjustments. Now it's going to be on him, Canning, to make – adjustment from their adjustment so that's what i'm looking forward to whenever uh the opposing batters are now figuring him out now what does he do next now does he change his sequences up now does he change his patterns and and does he change you know maybe the way he throws a ball at a certain time um, i'm interested in that and, and that will definitely show the maturity of a a major league uh, major league pitcher and whether or not he can be that future ace that the angels really need um it's going to be about adjustments and that's kind of the baseball game in general it's just how you adjust to everything because there's going to be a time where um they're going to have a, a good enough scouting report on him where you know they're going to know exactly what he throws and when he throws it now what is he going to do um to change that up and so that's what i'm going to come again and it's probably not gonna be his next outing but it might be you know a month worth of pitching that people start getting a really good um uh, uh, idea of what he does um before you go to the next question, we have a question here on, on Instagram Live again. We'll post – well, we won't post. We'll go live during the podcast a lot of times. Um, one of the guys on here, was it Rob, JBK1990, asked, how much time does Kozar have until he, until, uh, he re- recovers his release? So I'm guessing until the Angels release him. Until after next season because he signed a three-year deal. Yeah. I don't think the Angels will part ways with the guy. Because, you know, a guy even, – even if he's not producing – He's a guy that you can um, pencil in your lineup in a position that you kind of need. You kind of need an extra guy there at all times. So, like, even if like Ren, let's say for instance Renhifo wins the spot at third base, you would probably just keep Kozart to be the backup. You know, you already have him under contract. Yeah. He's he's a major league player. Unfortunately, he's been hurt a lot and hasn't produced the way we wanted him to. But they just made a commitment, and it's only for one more year. And it's not like he's holding anybody back from a position. Right. So. I think I think you don't release him. Yeah. If, if you're comfortable having him on the roster but being a backup type of person and, and not um, not stunt anyone's development like, like Luis. Yeah, um, and I don't think and then he you is. Keep him, you can keep him for the, the, the uh, majority or the longevity of the contract. Yeah. Maybe it's when there's, Maybe year. when there's a year left, you can flip him for something. I, don't, I mean, I don't know. 
what necessarily you could flip them for at that point. Yeah, but, it's not um, crucial to get rid of them. You're, but yeah, you, you get rid of them, you got to pay them anyway. So you might as well keep them on the team. He's not like he's like I mentioned. He's not holding anybody back. So, yeah, so. Uh, unless you count David Fletcher, but David Fletcher's playing in that second base. So, and then you need Fletcher to be that quote unquote fourth outfielder, like you were mentioning. Right. Yeah, that's kind of a weird, yeah, yeah. kind of a deal going on with that. But um, you know, one more question we have from the Instagram is. Um, you know, Borges, or not Borges, uh, Upton, when can you expect Upton back? He just started running on a, um, they're like the zero, I don't know if you've ever seen what those zero gravity yeah. treadmills. He yeah. just started running on that. So I guess that's a, that's a, that's <clears> going <throat> in the right direction. But I, I don't, because he went moved to the 60 day DL. So I'm still, I don't think he's eligible to come back until probably like June. Yeah. Probably like mid June, mid late June. So I wouldn't look for him until then, but you, you never know. I think with Goodwin, if Goodwin, if even if Goodwin were to tail off a little bit and bat like two eighty, I'll take it. Like right, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what you're gonna get from up. There's other except you're not gonna get the home run numbers from Goodwin right, that you uh-huh. would from up then. But with a guy like Shohei Otani back in the lineup, and we got a question, our next question coming up. F- screw it. Here's the next question from right Duncan Healy because it, it seg- segues into it. Duncan Healy says, "Hey guys, Otani is back, and I can I can't be any more excited." Just his presence alone makes the flow of the lineup better. Do you think the Angels can hover around 500 that when Heaney and Upton come back, they have a legit shot at the postseason berth? So before we answer any of the last questions, like he had mentioned, with Otani's presence in the lineup, it definitely makes the lineup flow a lot better. Um, the other day, I think Trout walked and Otani got a, got a single, you know, drove in, drove in a run. So that's that's something where you're like, okay, cool. Hey, Pitchers are a little more hesitant to to pitch uh, to Otani so he can drive in a run or maybe, you know, Trout can get see more pitches, stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think I think uh, Upton being gone, sure, you're missing the home run numbers, but Goodwin can get on base and get a hit here and there. That's all That's all you need from Goodwin right now. Right, point. and so now you, they can move. Again, Goodwin was, was batting behind Trout for a while there. Now you you're able him. to um, put Otani – in the in the third spot, and then now bump Goodwin down in the lineup, and again that only adds depth to um, a, a lineup that that needs it at times. So um, Otani being there again, he's going to take a little bit for him to um, kind of get back in the in the flow of things, just because he didn't have any spring training, he didn't have any um, rehab assignments. So this is going to be his first time actually seeing. I know he saw quote unquote you know live pitching. But these are major league pitchers that he's seeing it now, so it might take him a little bit to get back into the flow of it. Um, but you know, the fact that he got two hits uh, yesterday um, shows that he's, his timing's getting there, and that you know, hopefully sooner rather than later, he can get on a little hot streak and again get that protection to Trout that 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 he hasn't had pretty much all year long. Exactly. And as far as can the Angels have a legit shot at postseason berth? This goes back to our very first podcast of the se- or our season podcast, and I I didn't pick the Angels to make the playoffs. I still don't think that they can get past that East. Uh, you got Tampa Bay, Boston, and New York. Well, Boston, I mean Boston's more obvious than the Angels. Obviously. I know, but it's still Boston, and and they they still there's a second half of the season to be played, and I think they that their roster is that much better than the Angels. I think it's it's way better than the Angels. You still you still have the same guys on there pretty much that won the World Series had. You got JD Martinez, you got Jackie Bradley Jr., you got Mookie Betts. You know, you got guys like that. Um I know that uh what's the pitcher? Um uh, Sale. 
Sale's mm-hmm. struggling right now, but right. is he going to continue to struggle all year? Well, he had a good outing last time. That, see, that's something that a guy like Sale is a guy who can change the whole dynamic of the of the pitching staff. If a guy can be the guy that he's used to being, he can change that whole team around. You know, every yeah. time you got a guy out there that every time he goes on on the hill, oh, we're not going to lose, and that's big. You know, so. Um, yeah, I, I I think they can hover and and be hover. in contention. They can hover. They I just hover. feel like they can't. They, they I don't think they can. I, I think I think they'll hover. I think they'll be in contention. Kind of like what I said before the season, as far as playoffs. I think a lot of things need to go right for the Angels to make the playoffs. In that, again, I don't think they're going to win a division. No way. There's can they no get way. Can they get that second play um, wild card spot? I think so. Especially like you said, um, the AL East. I mean, Boston's barely at five hundred right now. Um, uh, Tampa Bay is running away with it. New York's running away with it. But the Central is kind of interesting just because of the fact that Minnesota's run, kind of, you know, they have a three and a half game we lead over um, Cleveland. And Cleveland has been struggling a little bit. And kind of like I said in our kind of like preseason preview, they've, they've been wanting to cut payroll for a little bit now. If they're, if they get more out of it, are they going to start selling pieces? What's his name? Just got a fractured form last week. Um, Ramirez? No, Kubler. Uh, oh yeah, Kluber. Kluber, there you go, yeah. Kluber. Um, from, from a ball coming back at him, so who knows how long he's going to be out for? They big. said they're going to reevaluate him after three weeks, and again, that was like last week. So again, you don't know where these teams are going to end up in because of injury or anything like that. So if yeah, if they can be kind of around five hundred at the time when they get Upton back and in, in the flow of it, I can think they can make a run. Speaking of Upton, uh, we got another question on our Instagram. Do you think? Uh, Goodwin will split time with Calhoun when Upton comes back. He's certainly earned it. That's what we talked. We talked about that in the last podcast. Um, I think yeah. I mentioned it. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things where it's a lot of time still. So we'll see who's who has a hot hand. I mean it's hard. It's it's going to be hard to say. Oh, they're going to split time because they're both left-handers. Well, you just you just never know either with Goodwin. Like it's good. Goodwin is playing pretty much out of his mind right now. To be honest with you, so can he keep going? Is a thing, and if he can, then. Yeah. But then is is Calhoun gonna bounce back like he did last season? Because if he is, then I want Calhoun in the lineup. So it's 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 a really tough decision right now. I, only time will tell. That's yeah. one of these. Those, this is the answer that you'll get yeah. from me. Is only time will tell. Yeah, but Goodwin has earned it right now. Well, he's so. definitely for sure. Well, he earned his spot because Borges is gone now. Right. So. Hey, and who knows? Maybe Goodwin's a a a a, a piece you can flip. I don't know, especially if he keeps on playing well because you got him for free especially for so. a pitcher too. Like, so speaking of pitchers, someone brings up Keiko. The, Keiko name Justin Football God, 08 stop on it. Stop on, it. Uh, on Instagram says if two, Keiko was so good, he'd be signed by somebody already. Keiko's Keiko from all reports, Keiko's holding strong on his what he wants. And obviously, no one wants to get pay it. it. No, no one's gonna get it. Thirty-something year old on the downside of his career, only yeah. had maybe two good seasons. His he whole only career. had really, yeah. And so, the Cy Young season was really his really one good year. Other than that, other, he's not a number one on anybody's team other than ours. If he gets on our, if he's on our team, he's our number one. But he's not a number one anywhere else. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like you're you're just kind of settling for a guy. Where next year, there's guys like Garrett Cole. There's other guys out there where you know the Angels have a legitimate shot at signing. But then if you go out and you sign a guy like Keiko now. That's going to limit what you're able to sign next season when there's guys who I feel like the Angels should go after next year. Yeah, Keiko definitely wouldn't be uh, – mm. he, wouldn't, he wouldn't solve any questions. Like, yeah, okay, cool, he'd be a pitcher and he'd be all right. but He'd be better. He'd be, yeah. He's not solving any problems. No. Um, another question he had, too, was Tyler Ward will be – will Tyler another, Ward be in the Angels uniforms guy. again? And if so, when? That's Honestly, I don't, I don't see him up until someone – unless someone gets hurt. He's going to be an injury guy. I'm not – 
I think I'm less sold on Ward than I am on Fletcher. Um, yeah, I would put Flet- – it would be Fletcher, Luis, and, and then, then Ward. Ward. Yeah, I mean, as far as Unfor- the third base. Unfortunately, because, you know, his position change, you know, it's just his well, not only, not only that, but year. I don't think – Fletcher and Luis – They serve they, a good purpose. <laughs> they, can, they can play multiple positions. Yeah. Ward is stuck at third, third base. And unless you're going to be an awesome third baseman and offensively and defensively, there's no – there's not a lot of spots in that in baseball in general. I, I still I still hold by it. I wish they didn't call him up last year and they were able to flip him. I wish they would have flipped him, yeah. Because his, his stock was at an all-time high last year when he was killing it in AAA. Yeah. Um, I don't think you need him right now. I don't I think feel, you need I him. I just uh, – not to rag on the guy or anything. I, I don't see much in the guy as far as – to me, his swing is very long. Um, this is me just being a coach. Very long swing. I feel like he's going to be a, a a guy who is all or nothing almost, where almost like a crone where he'll go crazy for a week and a half and then not go crazy and be the worst for another two weeks. You know, so something you really don't you don't see. I don't see Ward being in the Angels' real real radar like you said. That Ren Kifo and Fletcher are higher up, right? Right. Now. Yeah, and, and then, even that guy Ramos or whatever. What's his name? Who's uh, who's our, um the uh, guy from Anaheim, the the Hispanic dude, Rojas. Rojas, Jose Rojas. Yeah, yeah even I think he he's had a really higher. good spring training, and he's had a really good year I think so he's far. He's higher so, on the radar. Um, I, I I just I just don't yeah I just don't see it again. I wish they would have flipped him last year. I agree. Um, and could have got at least something out of it because I don't think you need him necessarily at third base with everyone else that's producing right now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. So, well, that's that's pretty much it. It's gonna wrap it up for the emails this week. Uh, if you guys have any emails for the show, questions, comments, or concerns for the show, it's allangelspodcast at gmail.com. That's allangelspodcast at gmail.com where you can reach us. Um, again, uh, we'll answer your emails. Yeah, again, so yeah, allangelspodcast all at gmail.com. Again, Halo underscore Haven is our Twitter and our Instagram feed. Subscribe. Um, Again, guys, uh, rate and review this podcast. I know on iTunes it's easier to do that, so we ask you to do that. Help us you know, kind of spread the word now that baseball season is getting in the full gear and maybe you have a friend or a family member that wants to have an angel podcast out there for something. Um, you know, uh, Spread the word. Uh, help us um, get out there a little bit more. Again, uh, we're going to be here the, uh, May 25th, so um, – in an empire. In an empire, 66ers are going to have us here with the rally bus and everything. So, again, um, if you are in town, come by, see us. Um, we'll have the bus and everything out there in full effect. Yeah, and um, you guys can um, get your glimpse of the bus, but not only the bus, but the infamous, like, he's like Bigfoot. Chris will be here. Ooh. Some guy named Chris Securator Johnson who used to have a segment on this show who big times us oh, all the time. He says now. he's going to be here. We'll see what happens. <laughs> he's got to. Otherwise, the bus No, won't screw be. that, man. We're going to hijack the, the van or hot, hot, uh, hot wire it and just drive it here ourselves. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that's going to wrap it up for today's show. Again, we want to thank the Inland Empire 66ers for giving us access to not just you know the field and, and, and the players, but the press box to be able to do the show live from time to time here. So thank you to the Inland Empire 66ers, and thank you guys to the listeners. Again, um, it's been a, a good week of Angels baseball, I guess, you know, aside from Mexico. But, uh, yeah. yeah. Other, than, that, uh, other man, than the Astros, it's been awesome. Yeah, other than that, guys, uh, that's going to wrap it up for us this week. I am Johnny Mags. I'm Dallin Garcia. And you've listened to another edition of the All Angels Podcast.
there's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com match. Just go to Indeed.com match right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash match. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine.